0: the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Merry Christmas! Well, we hope you did have a merry Christmas, as we're just a couple of days away from New Year's. So it's a whole New Year's just around the corner, Bert.
1: Yeah, that you know that calendar that you put so many days till Christmas. Right. Right now it'd be three hundred and something days right. till three, Christmas. Three sixty-seven. Yeah, man. But anyway, it's uh yes, we hope you had a merry Christmas, and I know I did. Alex, how'd you do for Christmas?
2: Oh, just being together and seeing family and. Going to the, the Christmas Eve service at church, it all means so much, and uh, <laughs> it's great to be with you guys. And you know what? As much as I love Christmas and the conclusion of the year brings a lot of thoughts to mind, isn't it good going into the new year? Should, should we have tomorrow that the Lord is with us, God has a plan, and every day, present and future, the good Lord is in control. Amen. Amen.
1: We better who, who else could we trust with, with our future? You know, that's the whole idea. I'll trust him. So today, Jim, we yep. are at number 11 of the 12 indisputable truths. What in the world is that truth?
0: Okay, well, we're doing this study from the New Living Translation Bible, and it's from the Hope and Encouragement Bible. And in the very front, uh, you know how you have different pages. This would be kind of like the prologue going into the the book, yeah. if you would. And so they have these 12 indisputable truths. And today we're talking about you are guided. It says God is with you, showing you the way. You have his spirit in you, directing you and guiding you. And the uh, great scripture, you know, to go along with that is found in John 16:13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So not only will he tell us about historical things that have come to pass in the Bible, but he's also still pointing us towards the prophecies that are found both in the Old Testament and the New Testament because he's heard those things. Why? Because he's part of the Trinity. He's part of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit is. So you have God the Father, God the Mm -hmm. Son, God the Holy Spirit. and. Jesus, you know, is talking to the disciples, telling them that it's expedient, you know, that he goes away so that the Holy Spirit can come. And, and so we are guided as Christians, as believers. Uh, we, we have this great guiding force in the Holy Spirit.
1: You know, Alex, when I hear that, Jim, when I hear that, I think of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He comes to live in us. I make this point quite often. Just about every chance I get. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I hear and I would have loved to have walked with Jesus. It had mm. to be beyond description. Uh, John, in his book, he says, We saw his glory. It says, We could have written so many more things that he had done, but we write these to show you that you can believe in him and trust him. But, guys, w- We're not at a disadvantage, not having walked with Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm -hmm. And Alex, he is the indwelling Holy Spirit that we can trust to guide us through his and with his word and through life. Uh, There is is that beautiful relationship we have with God in the Holy Spirit, isn't it?
2: Well, amen. And, you know, I think one of the most important things we can do, uh, one of the most important I suppose disciplines that we ought to be mindful about and cultivate is to be able to hear and discern the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the Spirit of the Lord is working on all believers, and 1 John two twenty seven talks about the Spirit indwells, and the Spirit remains, and the Spirit will teach us all things. Uh, I, I think one of the key things to uh, nurture the movement of the Holy Spirit in our heart and our mind is to feed on Scripture every day. Because a lot of times, I, I know we talk about we have a feeling or, you know, I just I felt impressed to do this or that, but I believe one of the key ways the Holy Spirit works within us is to help us, you know, continually align our life in conformity to the Word of God. And I'll put it this way, and you guys can feel free to comment uh, I think the Holy Spirit can do more with us and more in us, the more our mind is filled with the truth of God's word.
0: Amen. And let me, I want to reread that scripture. I read it from the New Living Translation, but I want to take just a moment and, and read it from the King James and, the, and then also uh, briefly from the New King James. But it says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now in the New King James it changes the word wording for well, he he won't speak of himself, he won't speak on his own authority. And so whatever the Holy Spirit hears from God the Father and God the Son, those are the things that he speaks. Even mm-hmm. you know, even in the Trinity we see this uh, level because and you know we've talked about this before that Jesus came to glorify the Father and the Holy Spirit has come to glorify the Son and the Father and so this is another thing that you see here and I wanted to point that out because we're not talking about a spirit friend or a spirit animal we're talking about the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that from God and folks if it's leading you anywhere besides Scripture if it's leading you Amen. anywhere besides the cross, then it's not the right spirit. Amen. Amen. When I yeah, when hey, I hear Jim. you
1: say that, Jim, about uh, the Holy Spirit speaking on the authority of God the Father and the Son, uh, I've been around Dan Cia enough to know about compound interest, mm-hmm. and it, he talks about find a, you know where you get compound interest and how it adds up and how it it grows. I, when I heard you say that, uh, Alex, and you comment as well, I thought, man, the message of the Holy Spirit is compounded. It is from the Father mm-hmm. through the Son in the Word by the Holy Spirit to us. I, mm-hmm. I would say that has authority, brother.
2: Amen. And you know the thing is, I'm I'm glad you said that. Where John 15:16, Jesus is talking about going to heaven, ascending, and He would send the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, it might sound unusual to us. It says he will not speak on his own authority. Well, one of the things that we can be absolutely certain of is that the Father, Son, Holy Spirit are all in accord. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of God will never lead you to do something contrary to Scripture. And if you're feeling, uh, well, I'm going to do this or that, if it's contrary to what the Word of God says is appropriate for the life of a believer, it's not really of God. And I got to tell you, guys, I've counseled with people that were, you know, on the on the eve of doing something very, very ungodly. And they said, well, you know what? I just I've I've prayed about it and I know I'm okay with it. No, if if it's of the Holy Spirit, it will bring you more toward the word of God, not farther away from it.
1: You know, when you said that, guys, I thought of a book, Dr. Dobson and messages that Dr. James Dobson has put out. And it was emotions. Can you trust them? Mm-hmm. And I, this is where we are. We're emotional. Make sure that we feel God made us with emotion to, to have anger, to have sadness, to have gladness, happiness. God's given us all those things. But emotions, can you trust them? The answer is no, you cannot trust them. And that's why with the with the Word of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have a more sure Word. Mm-hmm. Many times, and I, I'd love for you all again to talk about this a little bit, how God has many times helped me through my emotions, where I was wanting to uh, say some things as pastor. I counseled quite a bit. Uh, I, I tell folks I wasn't an ongoing counselor, but I gave a lot of counsel mm-hmm. to people. And I want to just tell you, my emotions many times was wanting to say, strike out on your own, leave that guy, let her have her, you know. I wanted to strike out, and that was my emotions. But the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Word of God, brought me back and says, this is what God says in His Word. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I agree with y'all. You better be careful with Oh, I, I feel like God is leading me this way. I, I, I'm sure that we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Bible, and we have wisdom. Right. Uh, the Bible talks about in the book of James, guys, if any man lack Amen. wisdom, let him ask God who gives how liberally. He wants to give us plenty of wisdom, doesn't he, Jim?
0: He does, and by the way, that's in James uh, chapter one, verse
1: five. I'm glad you guys that, are here. I can <laughs> quote them, and y'all help me locate them.
0: Well, the that's only one reason my I favorite
2: verses—yeah, yeah,
0: the only reason I could do that that time is it's one of the scriptures I had. Oh, okay, up. well, so, good. Uh, but you know, when you think about that, and then you look back, if you will, at Proverbs, uh, because it kind of ties in with that. I, I found, don't rely on us, don't rely on our wisdom, but rather the wisdom of the Lord. It kind of says the same thing. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So when you combine that with James and we're asking God for wisdom, well, if we're asking it of God and we're, we're living in the way God would have us live, which is, you know, being Christ followers, if we're doing that, then he's not hesitant to give us that wisdom. Amen. Alex?
2: Well, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned the book of James, because I was thinking about James chapter four that says, um, you know, the spirit in us. Well, it asks the question, what where do wars and struggles and fightings within you come about? It's the the flesh versus the spirit. You know, it's the the fallen spirit. Now, even though we get saved and we're born again, still the human nature, the carnal nature is going to. Arm-wrestle against the Holy Spirit. And that's why it says in James 4, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Oh, and I love this. What a great promise for the new year. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Mm. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Now, guys, i got to say this. There's been endless amounts of sorrow that we bring upon ourselves when we are double-minded. Mm. And, uh, you know, we've got the Holy Spirit in us to guide us, to teach us, to um, reprimand us. But we've got to make that single-minded decision that as a Christian, I'm going to live like it. (laughs) You know, if I'm a disciple, I'm going to let God do the driving, Uh, not be double-minded, but let let our life be fully in the hands of the Lord.
1: When I hear the word guide, I can't help but think about national parks or museums or what, you know, you can go in and pick up a brochure and it will tell you. Uh, I'll use a real live example. We were in Gettysburg, uh, the uh, military uh, park there, and, and we had uh, a brochure that would tell us where to go. But I've been at some places where they assign you a guide, and, and the guide will take you from station to station, and you can ask questions. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit is a guide? Now, what he does, the Word of God is, and I don't take this bad, but it's kind of like, you know, the brochure that tells you this step, this step, and it's right and it's accurate. But then you have the Holy Spirit to come inside of you and dwell in you, and and he guides you through life. Uh, guys, if you're going to be guided, it means you're headed somewhere, doesn't it? Amen. So, so that Amen. means God is going to guide us. Now, when we think about this, I want to go back to the elementary part because this seg- uh, segment's nearly over. But he's guiding us through life. Amen. And he can help us avoid the landmines, can't he? He absolutely Amen. can.
0: Folks, we're on Exploring the Word today, and we're talking about 12 indisputable truths. Today's truth is you're guided. And we'll continue with that straight ahead on AFR.
2: it up on the mountain top or the hills you can go. Tell it everywhere. Go and tell it. Tell everyone that Jesus Christ is born. Tell
0: it everywhere. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Jim Stanley in with Brother Bert Harper and Dr. Alex McFarland. Today we're talking about twelve indisputable truths. And the truth we're talking about today is you are guided. And again, I want to be very clear, we're not talking about spirit animals, we're not talking about guardian angels, we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about the living, breathing Word of God. Alex, I, you were out a couple of weeks ago and I got to sit in for you with Bert. And well, we covered, you. oh, you're more, most welcome. Uh, we covered John uh, in the, the, the Christmas story according to John, if you will. And so one of the things we talked about there was in the beginning was the Word. And so as we look at being guided, we want to be careful to remember that we are guided by the word. In fact, Psalm 25, 5 through 9 says, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions, according to your steadfast love remember me for the sake Mm -hmm. of your goodness O Lord good and upright is the Lord therefore he instructs sinners in the way he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way the indisputable truth that you're guided is proven over and over in the Word of God isn't it guys
2: Oh, it is. It is. You know, this morning, uh, Angie and I were reading a devotional book, and Ephesians 1-3 says that God has given us every blessing in the spiritual realms. Now, every blessing, He's with us. And as uh, one year closes and a new year begins, I think it's good for everybody to be reminded that, look, the Lord is with you. God has a plan for you. God has blessing for you. And we can trust him. Now, the spirit of the Lord that indwells us and and that friend that sticketh closer than a brother, that's the Lord with us all the time. You know, uh, James has a lot to say. We were talking about, you know, submit to God and resist the devil, the devil will flee. Um, James 2, if I can go backwards in James a little bit. Remember James two fourteen, it talks about faith without works is dead. Now, here's the thing about being guided. A boat could have a rudder, but if you're not moving, I mean, you could turn that rudder all around 360 degrees, but if the boat is not in motion, it's not really going to go anywhere. But if you let the sail catch the wind, you know, sometimes the the course might uh, veer left or right, but that rudder uh, will guide the boat. I believe, guys, that the the rudder for our life that must steer us is God. Now, we're talking about you put your faith in Jesus, you're born again. You begin to grow as a Christian. You Your roadmap for life is the Scripture. And listen, when it comes to the big decisions of life, when it comes to the big issues of our day, hey, uh, I know where I stand because I know where the Bible stands. And then every day, every moment, the Holy Spirit is within us. It wouldn't Wouldn't that be a fair analogy to say that the rudder that steers the boat of our life it must be God and his word and the Holy Spirit
1: that's the only way that we're to operate uh, as as we've been bought with a price therefore glorify God in your bodies the only way to glorify God is obedience to him you know Uh, they were trying to offer an Old Testament God says that's not what I want I don't want your sacrifices I don't want that I want your love your obedience as you follow me and I was thinking about this guiding, and I love to look at the Scriptures. And one of my favorite things is Paul's missionary journeys. He made three of them on his own quote. And on the fourth one, the Roman government was taking him to Rome, and that was his desire. God even used the Roman government to fulfill his purpose uh, in the life of Paul. But in Paul's journeys, if you go to the back of your Bibles and look at maps mm. and and you'll see what he did. He went from city to city, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, the guiding had some, I'm just going to say plain old what we call down here, horse sense or common sense uh, in place of him being here uh, at a place and, and going 100 miles east next. No, he went 10 miles further north where the next city was until on the second missionary journey. This is in Acts 16, guys, and it says that Paul was determined to go further north in Asia Minor, but the Spirit hindered him. He He slept on it another night, and he said, No, I really need to go further north. And again, it says the Spirit helped kept him, and that night he heard in a dream a man in Macedonia saying, come over here. Mm. God guided him through the Spirit of the Lord. He he had his mind, so God uses your mind. <clears throat> when you say the Holy Spirit's guiding me, it does not mean that, that you don't look at a map, that you don't look at a work schedule, that you don't look at things as they are, you look at them and God will guide you in them. And usually it is what, step by step, city by city, going that way, but then be ready for that big decision where God's Holy Spirit will guide you and put you in a whole different direction. Alex, that's happened to you. It's happened to Jim. It's oh, happened yeah. to me in our vocation. I mean, I was pastoring for close to forty years, and through God's providence and God's leadership, He brought me to AFR. I hmm. had no idea I'd be doing exploring the Word with Alex McFarland when uh, when I came here, and now we've been doing this ten years, mm-hmm. and and God was Praise doing God. that. So God's leadership, His guidance. Is You know, it's, it's for day-by-day day living, but ever and so we often, can trust him. but all of a sudden there can be a life-changing switch guidance, can't it, guys? Absolutely. And, you know, go ahead,
2: Alex. Well, no, you, you go ahead, and then I want to comment on that because, yeah, we can trust his guidance.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, that's not the only time in Scripture that's recorded that God prevented someone from doing something or hindered him from doing something. You know, you look back in numbers at 22, uh, 21 through 38. I won't read the whole thing. But the story, of course, is that of Balaam. And Balaam rose up in the morning (laughs) and saddled his donkey and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in his way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his donkey and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way, and he went into the field. And Balaam beat the donkey to turn her into the way. And here, in a, you know, as you continue with that story, here in a few minutes the donkey's going to go, Why are you beating me? You know? I love that story. So, um, the, the, the thing is, but, you know, that takes it one step further. Not only was God trying to prevent Moab from going for the reason of God, he had an angel of the Lord there with a sword drawn. So, I mean, Mm. it was one of those things. The donkey's like, look, dude, I'm just trying to save your life. (laughs) You know, you don't see this big guy.
2: But, you know, uh, isn't it something how God guides us? And uh, sometimes through circumstances, God has to get our attention. Sometimes, uh, even like in Scripture, like you say, from the the mouth of a donkey. That you know that begats another question that we certainly will not tackle in this show. But <laughs> I've had children ask me um, because the snake talked in the Garden of Eden. Will animals be able to talk again in heaven? Now we're not going to unpack that today. But uh, I've always thought it was interesting that God could. You know, make a, a donkey speak, but you know, I was talking to some pastors yesterday, and one by one, a lot of these pastors were sharing how early in their ministry uh, there was a great disappointment that they had to to process. And there was some kind of circumstance or there was a wonderfully laid out plan that didn't come to fruition. And they went through a season of almost grieving, searching, second-guessing themselves, and then God brought them to some great new place. And uh, I was thinking, at Psalm 62, David said, My soul waits in silence for God alone. Now, in this day and age, waiting and, and being quiet is a, probably a pretty rare thing. But guys, is it fair to say, um, look, every, for the Christian, I mean, if you're following the Lord and you're doing your best to seek after Jesus and to follow Jesus... I can promise, 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 yes, God will guide you, but today's disappointment is going to be tomorrow's celebration if we're willing to wait on God. Am I right? Waiting on God is
1: is one of the hardest things to do in God's waiting room. Now, most of the time husbands these days go into the delivery room with their wives while the baby being delivered. And uh, most of the time these days, they know whether it's a boy or a girl. But years ago, (laughs) years and years ago, uh, the wife was in the delivery uh, delivery room. The husband was in the waiting room walking back and forth, waiting to find out if it was a boy or a girl, how much it weighed and the whole bit. Being in God's waiting room is a difficult place. But you were talking about disappointment. I want to speak on that there's two main things, and Jen and I hit on this quite a bit when we're, we're talking with um, a couple, married couples concerning in a retreat or a conference. There's two main things that really hinder and causes us to have, uh, I would say, even light depression. Uh, difficulty overcoming, and one of them is life's disappointments. Uh, those are difficult to overcome. The other one is broken relationships, mm. relationships that are broken. Those two things tend to cause us to to be emotional. You remember I said earlier, Dr. Dobson wrote the book "Emotions." Can you trust them? Our emotions, because of disappointments and broken relationships, guys will cause us to look at things in a warped viewpoint. We, we will look at it, and there will be an area of fear, area of mistrust. So that is why it is so necessary for the indwelling Holy Spirit to speak to us concerning our lives and us dig into the Word of God to find truths. The Holy Spirit will always speak truth. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about compounded. When you find that truth in the Word of God, and then you find the Holy Spirit leading you in that direction. I want to bring a third element in here concerning being guided. And I've already alluded to it, and that is wise counsel. I remember when God was dealing with me concerning my life vocation. I'll just tell y'all, the last thing Burt Harper wanted to do was to preach. I, I, really? I was shy, backward, uh, stuttered quite a bit. Um, this accent that I have was amplified even more then. And I thought, who would want to hear a voice like this? And so God, God really had to get me to a point. And one of the counselors, Lowell Johnson, he had been my pastor. He's gone on to be of the Lord, but he influenced me greatly. He asked me questions. That's the reason I say good questions are probably the best counsel some people can ever get, good, timely questions. He said, Bert, if you don't do what God's calling you to do, what in the world are you going to do? And and I started thinking all the things that I wanted to do, you know, an architect, an FBI agent, a coach, all of a sudden they looked so, I I would say, unattractive. And that wise counsel through the power of the Word of God, because I'd already gotten into the Word, the Spirit was always ready driving me, and that third element, a three-strand cord, is is hard to break. Right. Do all catch where break. I'm going? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so this wise counsel from those that you trust. Remember Rehoboam in place of going with the wise counsel of the older men when he became king, he went with a foolish counsel of those his contemporaries and he said they said go ahead and tax them. Go ahead and put pressure on them when they needed some relief. So let me just share this three chord. Uh, cord of, of leadership is of being guided, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, wise counsel. Yeah. Guys, I want to tell you, we've got, we've got the resources to make good decisions and to follow through and follow him. You know, Amen. one of
0: the things I like about this study and the way we're doing it, and this folks, this happens on Exploring the Word all the time we're never sure what the other person's going to (laughs) say. That's true. And And sometimes it surprises us. (laughs) That's right. But when you talked about wise counsel, I had actually pulled up Leviticus 19.31 because I wanted to talk about unwise counsel. And so it says, Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. And so in this day and age, Man, there's two or three psychics in every town, or more. You know, there's online psychics. There's... And
2: don't go to them.
0: That's right. <laughs> exactly. That thanks. That made it short and sweet. Um, and there's even quote unquote Christian psychics out there, folks. That is not the counsel you want to turn to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I, and like Alex said, you know, just don't do it.
2: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, Proverbs 15, 5 says, a fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. Some translations will say, basically, if, if you will listen to guidance, you're wise. Good, You know, good godly guidance. And Bert, like you were talking about a three-strand cord, um, it, it's it's so true, and it's such a blessing. And I, I've shared this many times. One One of the kind of aha moments in my life as a young believer, um, going to Macedonia Baptist Church. You know, I look back and virtually all of the people that mentored me back in the late 80s, they've gone on to heaven now. And, you know, these were just uh, country people uh, that, you know, most most of the Macedonia flock back then were farmers, actually. There were a few people that weren't. And you know what? I think about those just good old godly people And I learned within the body of Christ, I mean, just obviously you've got uh, in church, I hope you're under a good preacher who sets forth the Word of God and teaches you in the Scripture. But then you've got people to pray for you, and you've got wisdom to draw from. And isn't a blessing, part of the way God guides us is from within the body of believers around us.
0: Amen. Folks, this is Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Jim Stanley with Dr. Alex McFarland and Brother Bert Harper. And we'll continue with 12 Indisputable Truths straight ahead on AFR. To Exploring the Word on American Family Radio, I'm Jim Stanley along with Dr. Alex McFarland and Brother Bert Harper, and today we're talking about 12 Indisputable Truths, and we're getting this study from the Hope and Encouragement Bible from Tyndall House and Dayspring Publishing. Our friends there have sent us some of those, and we've been giving some away the last couple of weeks, and I just realized I had not really given any away today. So oh man, don't make
1: that mistake. That's Jim. right. That's what part of this program's about, isn't <laughs> it, it? It is. Amen. We,
0: uh, and so uh we want to get get some of those out into the into your hands, if you will. And you can what we're gonna do is it's simply gonna be a random drawing. And so you send me an email to jimstanley at afr.net or word at afr.net. Either of those will get to me. And then uh you can also send us a message on Facebook. But now, when you do, go ahead and send us your name and address. So that way, if your name is chosen, I can just simply send you an email, say, hey, we've got one coming your way. And that way, we'll already have the address done. So if you'll do that, we'll be sure and send you one if, if you're one of those drawn from it. And so, part of the study, the 12 Indisputable Truths, is, is, like I said, right there in the beginning, in the prologue section, if you will, where it has a letter from the uh, publisher and there is some good encouragement there in reading those uh, we're not going to take time to do that here but there's some good encouragement there as to why they did the bible why they did the bible the way they did now the bible still starts in genesis goes <laughs> all the way through to revelation amen it, it's not amen. it's not rewritten or anything I want to be clear about that and it is the new living T- uh, translation which we have found here to be pretty reliable.
1: It is. And let me mm-hmm. remind folks, these 12 indisputable, indisputable truths, you are loved, you're not alone, you're known, you're important, you are forgiven. And I'm going to stop and put an asterisk by that. Jim, you think that still was good, huh? You oh, are forgiven? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It was. I think that's still one of the best. The Holy Spirit done. got a hold of us in that uh, recording. And then you are special. You have a purpose. You are held. You you mm-hmm. are equipped and able, and you are blessed, and today you are guided, mm-hmm. and you got to tune in to tomorrow to find out what the 12th one is. Well, amen. As we so, wrap the study that's up. That's right, 12. Wrap it up and looking forward to it.
0: Now, one, one quick thing, and then I want to get back to Alex and let him wrap that thought up, is if you've missed any of these, you can visit AFR.net and pull up the podcast. They'll all be there and i think you would find it to be an enjoyable study so if you weren't able to hear any of those especially you are forgiven then go back and listen to those because they are they are pretty important alex
2: well you know one of the great passages uh the great commission passage there in matthew 28:18 through 20 go into all the world and really and probably a lot of people have had pastors teach on this but the wording really means as you are going mm-hmm. go into all the world and make disciples and so much of the guidance of of the Lord in our lives is just as we go through everyday uh, walking with Christ. And I think sometimes we see what God was doing retrospectively. Uh, guys, could you agree? Looking back, uh, we didn't have a grand plan. We didn't have some you know wonderful roadmap we had tried to carve out. But we look back and we say, okay, I see how the Lord was leading me there. Okay, this was a a closed door, but I see where God opened a different door. And one of the things, and I say this in case anybody's listening who's maybe a new believer or maybe going through a, uh, you're, you're in God's waiting room for the moment, I will tell you, God is faithful. Oh my goodness, God is faithful. And how we praise the Lord for that indwelling Holy Spirit that is within each believer to guide us, to prompt us, uh, as I said earlier, sometimes, and I'm just speaking for myself, reprimand us. And uh, whenever, if, if you feel like you need to repent of something, do that quickly, because you don't want anything to obstruct the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, every day, pray and read the Word of God. And somebody quoted James 1.5, you know, say, Lord, make me wise and help me to hear you, and Lord, put good, good counsel around me to prevent me from deviating from your plan. God has a plan. God's will can be woven into your journey, and God's plan will be operative in your life. And I think we can take great, great encouragement in that, that um, he'll He'll steer our ship if we let him. Amen.
1: When you were talking about the Great Commission and how the church is going out, it, Lord, just hit something with me, guys. I want you to hear it and comment on it. In the Old Testament, God gave them a land. You know, Abraham, this is your land. And I've made mention of it several times. I love geography. Mm-hmm. I I just relish the thought. I, I did good in school when they had the quote. The, they had, We had whole classes called geography. And uh, so it was amazing when you look at where the land is that God promised Abraham and his descendants It's close to where three continents come together. Now, I've made this Mm -hmm. statement again several times, and, and it was that people would come to and go through this nation. So they would see their good works. They would see that when they made honest deals, they got an honest day's work. They got the honest pound or meter, whatever how the, the measurement was, and they would say, "Man, this is a place. They treated the strangers right. Mm-hmm. They treated one another right. That was what God was to be a witness." But Alex, you was referring to to Matthew twenty eight. God didn't limit it to a country that people to go through. God gave us a command to go to the other countries and take the good news of Jesus Christ, the missional part of the Great Commission. Now, God's always been missional, but notice how this tactic, and I'm using that word reservedly, mm-hmm. you come and see, but now it's go and tell. Right. And that's mm-hmm. where we are. And I let me just share with you my honesty. Honest, dead-level feeling for a church, for a pastor. If you're not missional and you're not on purpose sharing the good news of Christ, you have no right to ask God to guide you. Amen. God's going to guide you into all truth, and he's going to guide you to to the fields that are white to harvest. Uh, Henry Blackby, one, uh, let me just share, I, I believe in the last century, Henry Blackaby was one of the greatest men concerning knowing how God works that I've read. I'll put it that way, Alex and Jim. You may know of another one, but he did. And he said, find out where God is at work and join him. Don't don't say, okay, I'm going to go to work here and ask God to bless. I I know that's okay, but find out where God's working because God is working. He is working in your life. He's working through your life we do need to be guided, and we'll be guided to do the work that God's called us to do. Amen. Um, I've got this uh,
0: scripture here for us, and uh, it's from Philippians, the second chapter, and it picks up right after where the uh, you know, we, we see Paul talking about Christ and him not thinking it being equal with God. So we're going to come in after that because verse 12 starts with a therefore. And what do you do with the therefore?
2: (laughs) You see what it's there for. You go back and see (laughs)
0: what it's there for. And it says, "Uh, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only is in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure, which goes along with making disciples. However... Here
1: comes the part, everybody wants to be guided. Jim Stanley loves the howevers. That's I, right. <laughs> I, 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 I love it, Jim. You do. It, it, you'll, you'll come into
0: however. However. Yeah. Uh, and and the reason for that is because everybody wants to be guided. Everybody wants the easy guidance. You know, even with wise counsel, we want to pick out the easy parts. Well, we've always said and maintained that following Christ is not always easy. Mm, and, you know, you true. were talking about as you go make disciples okay so remember what happened to the children of Israel when God was bringing them out they got in the desert and they did what Wandered in the wilderness Wandered and grumbled <laughs> okay so here verse 14 says do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So what Paul's basically saying here is don't waste the teaching I've invested in you. How much more should we know that God doesn't want to waste the teaching that he's invested in us? I'll let Mm. either one of you take
1: a Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, that that's something that's really prominent in my heart. I, You know, I'm just so grateful for the way the Lord has blessed Angie and me, and I mean salvation and 10,000 other things. But I think about this too, guys, and, and I don't want to get us off track, but let me just say this. The devil is always going to try to throw temptations in front of us, mm-hmm. and whether you're a minister in, in church work or whether you're, you know, a, a Christian just living your life, look, there's a lot of incentive to stand strong with Jesus, whether it's to have the courage to witness to somebody or to speak up for moral truth. You know, I tell nowadays, I'll tell you, it takes courage to speak up about biblical morality. But to stand strong and avoid sin and resist temptation, part of the reason that I think we have a great incentive to mortify the flesh, take up our cross, walk with Jesus obviously uh fidelity to our savior but look people have invested in us somebody prayed for you and you got saved maybe somebody contributed that you could go on that youth retreat maybe somebody you know helped you mentored you invested in you and guys one of the reasons that i always tell i tell youth especially hey look stay with the stuff because people have invested in you and I know salvation is free, but at the same time, I feel like we have a great, great, great obligation. Um, we, we're accountable to all those who helped us get where we are. And uh, there, there's to the Lord, to the body of Christ, to our family, to our spouses, to our colleagues. Uh, I've been invested in by a whole lot of people. Um, don't we have the obligation before God and these witnesses to stand strong and live right and do right?
1: Alex, you're so right, and those temptations, they come, and uh, they're going to be in one of the categories that John talked about when he said... Uh, You know, it's going to be the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Every sin that you can come and name will come, will be in one of those categories. Now, what do you do with that to avoid that? And this is the guidance that we're talking about. We're talking about navigating. Let's use that word. We haven't used that word. We've used the rudder and we've used Mm -hmm. steering. But we're to navigate through life, and he will help us. And there's a scripture in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 15, talking about the things of, of, of the world that, that will hamper you. And, and it says in the American Standard Version, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass on. Do you get that? I mean, those temptations are there. Don't entertain a temptation. The temptation is not a sin. But lingering there entertaining that sin will lead you to participate in it and mm. then you'll be part of it and and it will grab you and hold you and it can become a habit and it can become your life uh, a part of your life. So when it comes to these things that you're referring to as temptations, whether mm-hmm. you're a pastor, uh, whether you're uh, a deacon, uh, elder, uh, no matter who you are as a follower of Jesus Christ, there's some things you simply avoid. Right. I mean, you do not go there. Just think about Joseph uh, with Potiphar's wife. He uh,
2: I was just thinking. Of he that. got
1: out of there. Sometimes you avoid he it. He ran. He did. You pass not by. Uh, if you're tempted uh, to, to alcohol and the abuse of alcohol. And and on your way home, you pass by a a liquor store, and it's a temptation. Guess what? Go a different way. Pass not by Mm it. Don't don't tempt yourself. Don't you don't put yourself in the place of temptation. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to be tempted, but don't put your place uh, self in that place. Turn from it. You avoid it. Turn away. Go the opposite direction. Pass away. Go toward God. And so this is the leadership of the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And let me put that third strain. You're getting wise counsel today from Jim Stanley and Alex McFarlane and then Burt Harper's trying to throw some in. But it. you're getting wise counsel today from the radio that you need to let the Holy Spirit guide you. You're, the Word of God is a, is a light under our path, isn't it, Alex?
2: Well, it, it really is. It, it really is. And again, I think um, one of the greatest motivators for living right, uh, turning away from sin, driving home a different way, so you don't pass by that temptation or whatever. It, it, I've got to say this: I think one of the greatest motivators to blossom as a Christian is gratitude. Mm. <laughs> I, I really do. And so, uh, if you make a list of all those ways God has blessed you, and there's a lot to uh, a lot to be thankful for. You know, know, I love quotes. And Augustine, who was a great Christian leader 1,600 years ago, he prayed this almost every day. And I love the way it was worded. He would say, Oh, Holy Spirit, descend plentifully into my heart. Amen. And he would say, enlighten its dark corners. Hmm. And uh, going into this new year, let's purpose in our heart, let's commit, and let's call out to the Lord that we would be Filled with and led by the Holy Spirit with no obstructions. Guide Amen.
1: me through life. I need your light to shine before me, Lord.
0: Amen. Teach me in Psalm uh, 143, verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. You're good. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. As we've talked about one of the 12 indisputable truths that you are guided Never forget, we are pointing to the Bible, to the Holy Spirit, to lead you in that way. And one, one more reminder, if it's taking you in any other direction other than Christ, the cross, and the Word, then it's bad instruction. For Alex McFarland, Bert Harper, I'm Jim Stanley. This has been Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Join us again tomorrow afternoon at 305 Central. Tell everyone about Jesus.